The following program is sponsored by Lindis Construction. This is the WCCO Home Improvement Show, brought to you by Lindis Construction. One call, one contractor. Lindis Construction provides Minnesota and Wisconsin with the best products and workmanship. They provide leaf guard gutters, asphalt roofing, metal roofing, seasoned guard replacement windows, exterior siding, remodeling, new construction, and more. If you've got questions, they've got answers this hour. Here's Denny Long and Andy Lindis. Yes, indeed. Welcoming your home improvement questions, either by phone or by text. Let me uh, clear the lines here, 651-989-9226. If you have any kind of a home improvement question for Andy Lindis, you can do it by phone. Text number, by the way, is 81807. Good morning, Andy. Good to see you again. Good to see you. Uh, was it still raining when you uh, came in a little bit? A little bit, a yeah. little bit. I think it's we're supposed to uh, clear out a little bit later today, maybe midday or so. So your crews, have your crews been affected by the uh, the wet weather? Oh, I know oh, they initially were. Yeah, oh, of course. Yeah, we've had... It seems like our our fair share of rain days, rain rain days this year. You know, I I did the math. I don't know if we we talked about this before, but it uh, was one of those rain days where I was you know trying to get juggle the schedule around and and figure things out. And I said like, how many man hours do I lose on a on a given rain day? And in our roofing department, it was almost eight hundred man hours. So it's like wow. every rain day is like one guy taking a you know a, a two week vacation. It, wow, uh, or a twenty-week vacation. So think about that. That puts it so in perspective. It, it puts it, it? It, it just moves everything back. So I mean, there we've had at last counter was like seventeen different rain days this year. So it uh, it it is getting a little bit old. But you know, this week actually turned a little bit better than I thought. By the end of the week, we were able to uh, muddle our way through most of our jobs and not getting a lot done today. But uh, got a, a healthy group of volunteers that are going to be doing some siding on on a garage with us today. We're hoping right. that. Uh, It'll it's, clear uh, up. It's, it's clearing up, and it looks like uh, our forecast this week is going to be a, a get-her-done type of week. Yep, I think it will. And you and I, from time to time, on and off the air, talk about your experiences with uh, insurance companies and yeah. or adjusters, things yeah. like that. They and sure the world, make life interesting. I bet. But you, you had a couple of stories to tell this week. Yeah, you know, I we we have our, our our salesmen and our estimators meet uh, a couple three times a week and i was in on the on the meeting on monday and asking how things were going and uh you know as as uh, as estimators are are want to do during a a storm there's a lot of complaints about dealing with this adjuster and not being able to get a hold of this guy or they were up here but now they've gone to florida or texas to deal with deal with those storms and 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 there was a couple of companies that were were having having some issues with some like I'm like stop stop guys this no, no use complaining about it. My experience is if you if you can get a hold of the agents and talk to them, everybody's pretty reasonable, and that's what we did. Uh, had uh, four or five guys in my office, went from one agent to the next, talked to them, and talked to new adjusters, and, and lo and behold, uh, four different uh, second meetings with different adjusters. They all came to an agreement, and everybody was able to move forward. There weren't, wasn't an emotion involved, but uh, it is a pain in the butt. Sometimes you just got to step back and... My experience is that the easier way to deal with these claims or the claims that seem to go the, go the smoothest really are the ones that that have that relationship with their with their insurance agent where the insurance agent is is involved or wants to know that their customer is being taken care of those are the ones that seem to get moved along the fastest and the ones that are that uh, just seem to go 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 the smoothest so if there's 
there's any advice, it's it's to know who you, that agent is. Have that person in, in your pocket where you can get a hold of them when 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 this type of stuff goes bad. When you have when you have a storm or when you you need to make a claim, just don't have to rely on the adjuster. So you know when you have that. I know this one agent in particular. We we were having this this. Uh, I'll give you the story. All right. The adjuster told us that he wasn't going to adjust the pricing to the new pricing on the software. Most of these adjusters use this software called Xactimate because until after we did the work. So essentially we're, we're able to tell the homeowner, we have to do the work before we can tell you how much the insurance oh. company is going to give you. You can see how that conversation yeah. will go. And we're like, no, we don't want to do it. So we're going back and forth with this with this guy. And we, we get a hold of uh, the, the agent. She goes, ah, I've heard this before. An hour after we talked to the agent, this guy calls us up. And goes, ah, I'm just having trouble with my system updating. I should be able to have it here within a, within a day. So change of heart. Change of you know, he changes tune a little bit because now the, there's pressure from from a different side coming on. And I know most of these adjusters are so overworked, especially early in the storm. Everybody's running and doing doing a lot more than they than they should, where they can't just focus in. And, and rightfully so, because you know, I'm sure their phones are ringing off the hook. Everybody sure. thinks that their theirs is the most important to get to. So there's a lot of things that get missed um, in in the bidding process. And when, when we go through it and use our uh, our diagnostic tools, and we go through and we analyze what's going to happen on a project, a lot of times there's there's a different scope of work than what the adjuster said. So second meetings are a pretty common thing. All right. Tell you what, let's uh, let's go to the phones here. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Judy's calling from Burnsville with a question. Thank you, Judy. What is your question for Andy? Well, hi, hi guys. I really enjoy your show. Thank you. Um, I have got um, an issue with areas along my ceiling that are dark. It seems like every rafter area there's a darkness, and mm-hmm. I'm thinking it has something to do maybe with what's going on in the attic. Um, I had additional uh, insulation put into my attic a couple of years ago, and then I did ask them to put those vent chutes along the raft, uh, between each one of the rafters along the ceiling. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like it's it's getting worse. So I don't know if so, I've got plugged vents up there or what's going on. Yeah, you know, an, an easy thing to do is to, to get a home performance test, and, and that's really going to tell you what's going on. Um, mm-hmm. and, and we can take some infrared imaging. I'm guessing we're going to see cold spots uh, on your ceiling where everywhere where those rafters are. Um, more than likely, it's an attic air sealing issue, maybe a moisture issue or a ventilation issue or a combination of all, of all those things. Um, okay. You shouldn't see be able to see where your rafters are. Um, oh, I definitely can see. <laughs> so would you, Judy, call uh, Lindis for yeah, that uh, test? 1-800-LEAF-GUARD, look us up, uh, lindusinstruction.com. There's lots of different people that do these types of tests. We'll gladly come out and, and, and take a look at it and give you our best okay. advice and go from there. Yep. That would be awesome. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Judy. Appreciate awesome. the call. Thank you. 651-989-9226. is a line open. Uh, or send a text, 81 81- Eight zero seven. You know, we have to take a break. We have more show to come. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. 9.21 in the morning, 54 is our Twin City Temperature Reading. Denny Long here with uh, Andy Lindis from Lindis Construction. You and I, Andy, were talking about, well, here's the time of year people think about uh, winter mm-hmm. and heating. Yep. And we, I don't think we've talked about insulation and ventilation for quite some time. That, no. Those are, you've taught me one thing. They both have to go hand in hand, don't yes, they? Yes, absolutely. Um, 
In fact, I, I think that the, 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 the way we handle the, the ventilation leads to a more comfortable home a lot of the times more so than, than, than adding the insulation. I know they, when, you, when you tackle the ventilation and the attic air sealing and the way the air moves inside your house, I believe that those two things are, are more important than, than having an R50 insulation, and that's a lot of times why we want to get into attics. I know we, the storm damage stuff, this is, this is people that weren't planning on having their, their roofs uh, done. And we get out there and they just want us to look at the roof and, and we always kind of get puzzled looks. This is why now we're sending letters in advance. We try to make sure people are, are well aware to have a pathway cleared uh, for us to be able to get into the attic because uh, the longevity of your roof really can depend on, on how well your attic is insulated and ventilated. So we want to look at that, get it from the inside out. But this time of year when uh, the cold snaps happen, people start thinking and we're, we're in a lot more attics for sure. Um, which is nice. It's actually much nicer to be in an attic this time of year than, than in August. And in August, a lot uh, more workable. Yeah, you have maybe a 10-minute oh. window before everything is, is soaked in sweat. So well, it's, uh, it can be 120, that. 130 degrees in there. Well, if, if folks can, uh, if it's within their budget to, uh, to have that done, especially the uh, spray foam like you guys did, mm-hmm. what a difference. And, 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 and we can price it out a lot of different ways, whether we're, we're removing all of the existing insulation inside the attic and then in doing a spray foam like yeah. we did with yours, or we're going up there and we're just removing some of it and we're doing more of an attic air sealing around the edges where the electrical stacks go in or um, if you have can lights. So what do you uh, use for attic. those can lights? What, what, how, how are those protected? We have a Thermax box that, that goes over the top of them, and you know they're rated to be able to have um, you know, come in contact with, with heat and then we're going to actually spray foam that box to the to to your ceiling because if if well one you walk around say like we did at your house yeah. and we we hook up that blower door and we go around with our, our our smoke stick and 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 you can see exactly where all the air is going but even without that with these colder mornings colder temperatures we go around with an infrared camera and you can really tell all all of the all of the cold spots or um, you know, we're probably not too far away from our first dusting of the year. Oh, Just, yeah. Uh, take a look out uh, when you get that first snow. Take a look at all the neighbors' houses and see what parts of the roof is, is melted off. That's usually some heat escape somewhere. I think uh, it was uh, Bemidji reported this morning temps in the 30s. So it's coming. It's coming. Let's, so, let's yeah, just it. frost on the roof in the, in the mornings can tell yeah. you what you need to. By the way, if you have a home improvement question, we welcome yours, as usual, by phone, 651 651- Nine eight nine nine two two six, or send a text eight one eight zero seven. Texter says this: Andy, our roofer wants to install our metal roof this winter. Should we be concerned? He mentioned he can work at twenty degrees. Will the underlayment stick or seal? I know. Uh, yeah, I I wouldn't be concerned if it was us doing it, but we take the proper steps to to be able to work in the winter time on on metal roofing, siding, windows. Um, even some asphalt roofs have to be done in the wintertime. It's just uh, the you know nature of, of, of living up here. There's going to be occasions where you have to do them, and there's things you can do in the wintertime to ensure a proper installation. So as long as you're having that conversation, I would have no qualms about it. What, what, I'm, I'm sure you've mentioned this before, but when Lindis puts on a metal roof, what, what's underneath that? What, 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 what kind of pr- uh, preparation goes on before that uh, steel? Well, for us, um, the biggest difference in in how we do the underlayment for an asphalt roof 
um, versus a metal roof is going to be the type of fasteners that we use. Uh, typically, we're, we're putting down cap nails on an asphalt roof. On a metal roof, if you walk on it and then those cap nails come in, they can actually start to show through that, that metal. But we're going to use the same GAF materials underneath our, our, our standing seam metal roof as we do our asphalt roof. So we're going to be using the Storm Guard Ice and Water Shield and then Tiger Paw underlayment over the entire over the entire roof, and we're going to take the, the same precautions on the rakes and the valleys and the hips that we would on, on an asphalt roof. I'm thinking about uh, footings and this time of year, especially in wintertime, how late does Linda's or can you guys install uh, new decks? Um, we'll be doing some type of decking of all winter, and, and we will, will more than likely be going out and, and taking care of some footings uh, ahead of time, but there's there's certain things that we can do with our diamond piers throughout the throughout the entire winter, with or without the frost. So we usually there's not a lot of layoff time for for our deck installers. Uh, the, uh, the the fortunate thing is uh, we have plenty of work. If uh, if we don't have uh, if we if if it's a very mild winter, they will be they will be working all winter long for sure. Back to the phones we go. Andy David is calling from uh, Montevideo. David, you're on with Andy. Hi, thank you. Um, I need to do a new roof, and what I was wondering was uh, steel versus asphalt shingles um, as far as price goes and, you know, um, resale the house afterwards, I guess, if people would like a house with steel as much as with shingles. Um, I know the price of steel might be a little more, but wouldn't it save some on labor for ripping off all the old shingles if they go right over the top? Um. You know the, the 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 cost. I'm going to answer your questions in in a couple different parts here. As far as not removing your shingles before you install the steel, that's an option for sure because of the weight. But I I wouldn't do that. I would want to get down to the bare deck and look at the underlayment and and redo all of the underlayment and 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 it just I just think you get a much better install. In my experience, a a steel roof over the top of the old asphalt shingles never really quite looks as nice as one that isn't quite done that way. You want to see what a really great steel roof is, not to toot our own horn, but uh, we, uh, my brother uh, bought a new toy, which is uh, one of those uh, remote-controlled drones, and uh, him and, and, and Dusty, who spent the better part of four weeks up in Siren, Wisconsin, on this lodge working on a, a very large uh, metal roof and had a lot of detail work, but it turned out awesome, and, and that's really... It's one of uh, one of the best metal roofing uh, jobs that I've I've ever seen. So it, it turned out great. Now, as far as a resale value, I don't know if it's going to increase the. I mean, it, it is definitely going to increase the value of your home, but so will a brand new roof. And when you start to weigh the options with, depending on the on the type of asphalt roof that you get, say the one that we sell, uh, which is going to be the a top of the line GAF shingle with a 50-year non-paraded warranty. Most of the metal roofing, it has a lifetime warranty, but then a 35-year non-paraded warranty on the paint. So the the warranty can almost be a little bit stronger on the asphalt roof. You should be able to find out that both those warranties. Now, my experience is while everyone can live with an asphalt roof or likes the looks of an asphalt roof, not everyone likes the look of a standing seam roof. And, and, and we do some of the metal shingles of the, uh, that are out there, but I, I really prefer not to. I'm not a big fan of those. Okay. All right, David, there's your answer. Thanks for the call. And we have a line open if you want to call in your home improvement question for Andy. 651-989-9226. If it's easier to send a text, do so, 81807. 
Still overcast, at least it's not mentioning rain, at least not uh, downtown right now. Uh, the wind's north at 9. It's still heavy out there, 54 the dew point, 54 the temp. That means the humidity is at 100%. Again, heading for uh, near 65 today, we think. Things should be clearing out. Uh, 54 now, here on 830 WCCO. Welcome back to this portion of our Home Improvement Show, presented every Saturday in the 9 o'clock hour by our friends at Lindus Construction, L-I-N-D-U-S. You want to get in touch with them, uh, check them out on the web, if you like, lindusconstruction.com, or uh, call them, 1-800-LEAFGUARD is that easy number to remember. Andy Lindus in studio today. I know we want to grab some text messages. We'll do that, but first, Joyce is calling from Eden Prairie with a question. Good morning, Joyce. Good morning. How can we help you? Um, well, I've got a question on the exterior of my home. I have it on the market, and I had a prospective buyer, and they had wanted to do the intrusive inspection for moisture. And my house is like kind of like a Tudor. It has a cement board on the outside of the house. Um, it was built in 1982, and the test results came back varied quite a lot. Uh, there was quite a bit of testing where it was very low moisture. And the uh, areas, there were some areas where they could not get a reading. And uh, on the test results, what was said is that no wood or framing located to obtain a reading, suspect deterioration. My question is, is that something that I should replace uh, now? Or the outside, there's not a crack on the cement board or anything. What do you think, Andy? I'd have to look further into it before yeah. I can tell you it would have to be replaced or not replaced. I, I, I did, have you have you talked to your realtor that was involved in in listing the house, Joyce? Uh, yes, I have, and the buyer had just decided that it was not something that they wanted to 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 go into. And and at this uh, point, what did I the realtor say about fixing the house or what needed to be fixed? Did you get that report? Uh, I did not get a report back as far as if it needed to be replaced. We wanted to find out, you know, from a builder what to to look for and how to go about it. Yeah, well, um, the, the best way to do that is to is to contact somebody, have them come out and do 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 an estimate on on what they think needs to be fixed. Um, I have a hard time visualizing what exactly is going on on in the house where where the moisture is coming from. If there is moisture in the house, obviously there's there's it's coming from somewhere, and 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 we we'll want to attack that first. But we would have to go through a normal walk through and use our diagnostic tools and and come to our conclusions and and go from there. And sometimes those that can be invasive if if it's an issue where that we know where water is going to. There might be things that have to be removed to to come up with an accurate estimate. Yeah. So if Joyce wants 1-800-LEAFGUARD, and you guys will come out and check it out, and uh, there you go. there's the estimate. But it's, lean on your realtor. I mean, you have somebody yeah, that's, that's listing your house. Talk to the guys. I know the guys that, that come on after us, they, 
they'd have much better They're advice more proactive than, than, than hey, maybe you need to do this, maybe you yeah. don't need to do that. They're going to tell you, this is what you need to do to sell your house, and this is what you need to do to, to stay legal. So well, I think that's a good point. Uh, and you might want to have that hard conversation with whatever realtor you're dealing with there, Joyce. Very good. Good luck with that, Joyce. We had a question earlier, Andy, about uh, metal roofing when it's cold out. Mm-hmm. And uh, somebody sent a text back. We had our metal roof installed this past January, and it was 20 below one day. The installers had snowmobile suits and face masks. Have you guys had to do that? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, there's, uh, every, everybody that works in our industry has a, a closet full of car hards and, and uh, long underwear to, to get through the winter. And uh, I know uh, the amount of gloves that uh, my guys go through in the wintertime but uh, it, it, it's it's guess it's it's a large amount. The, the glove guy seems to be at our office every week. <laughs> uh, we get this question a lot. Uh, the texter says, "What's the cost difference between metal or asphalt shingles?" Um, you know, it used to be almost triple the the cost, and now it's uh, it's about double the 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 cost of of an asphalt roof. Not quite double the cost of an asphalt roof. So a lot of times when when we when we price these things out with people. Um, they, they, they seem more often than not choosing the asphalt, but we're still doing plenty of metal roofing out there. Uh, you know, there's, there's still a need for it. And, uh, I still, I'm telling you, you can check out that video on our Facebook page. It, it turned out really, really sharp. That house was, uh, it looks much better with that metal roof than it did with the old cedar All shakes right. it had on there before. If you have a home improvement uh, question by phone, 651-989-9226, or send a text like other folks are doing, 81807. Here's one that came in a bit ago. We want a granite or marble top on an 11-foot-long cabinet in our basement. We were hoping to save money to buy a remnant and try cutting it ourselves. What's the best way for a homeowner to cut granite, they ask? Well, they definitely make the, the, the proper tools that you can rent to, to, to cut those. But if you never have worked with granite before, I, I wouldn't unless you, you have somebody with some – just carrying it into the house, oh. you can, you can – you can, you can break it. You know, it, it, this is what we did more often than not. If we're doing a remodel on a kitchen or any place that's going to get some type of countertop, we're going to use a, a party. That's all they do is install countertops. Um, and they're going to come in, they're going to measure, we're going to come up with a template. They're going to bring that in. And then, uh, they're going to actually do all the install. We, we installed our own granite at, uh, my parents' place up in, uh, you know, uh, in the angle inlet, uh, Northwest angle, and you know, it was a thousand pounds of granite we had to bring across a uh, on a barge and, and carry in. And my elbow still isn't the same from trying to trying to bring that granite in. But if you if you carry that, um, like like you're going to lay it in on, on the countertop at a horizontal, there's a good chance there's going to be a weak point in that stone and it can break in half. So we were very careful of carrying that carrying that vertical. And we had the the handles we borrowed from the granite guys. That can actually grab onto the granite and bring it in, and we cut the template. Uh, so we knew that the sizes were going to match, and we got some. Uh, my brother Adam uh, got studied up on how to do the seams. Um, you know, if, the, if there isn't going to be a seam, you, you don't have to worry about that. But there was a seam on this one, so using the razor blade and the proper glue was was quite the chore. And I wouldn't recommend somebody that hasn't worked with it not 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 to try this on, on their own. I, I, I just there's a lot of it's things that can go it, wrong and yeah. it can cost you a lot more money in the long run. Now, <clears throat> if you're really dead set on trying to save some money on this, I get trying to go after a remnant piece of granite and cut it to whatever size. Mm-hmm. But get that remnant piece of granite from a granite guy and have them 
cut it to size, and then install it. And maybe you can work out a deal where they're going to build the proper crate for you for transport and help you, give you some knowledge on how to get it inside your home and and maybe go that route. But I work with three guys, granted, out of of Hammond. They do a great job, and they'll they'll gladly work with anybody that wants to do stuff on their own, and, 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 and and they do have access to some remnant stuff. So... Three guys granted out of Ham, Wisconsin, small company, but uh, they do a good job when it comes to granite countertops. It was several years ago, but I, I never dealt with granite before. And there was a remnant. I found it was about, what would you say, 15, 18 inches square. Yeah. I could hardly live. That weighs a ton, that granite. Yeah. It's really dense. It does. It is, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lot of weight. So oh, if, uh, always have extra people. If you think uh, you think you have enough, get one more. All right, 651-989-9226. Mark is calling from Andover with a question. Go ahead, Mark. Andy's listening. Hey, got a question. Uh, Regarding uh, metal roofing, Have you, in your experience, have you found where, like the one caller was calling about laying over existing shingles, and I've heard where uh, when you do that, not only does it not set right, but that the granules on the, on the existing roof can rub up against the backside and could cause some damage to that uh, metal roofing. And then that also that there are manufacturers that do make a nice and water that doesn't have that granule surface that you would use on an asphalt shingle. Just comments that you have on that. Well, we don't use the, the, the ice and water with the granule surface anymore. Anyways, it's just um, long story short uh, during my, 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 my roofing this year, I got on some steep roofs, and, and that stuff is just too slick. So mm-hmm. I started talking to GAF about their other stuff and tried it on a job, and it's just it's much easier to walk on. It's thicker. seems like it installs better. So we use StormGuard. It's a, it's a matte finish. It's light gray. And then we always take Tiger Paw over the top of everything anyway. So And you're going to put down an underlayment before you put down the – you're not just putting the metal over the top of the asphalt shingles. You're going you're gonna to put an underlayment down. But even then, I'm – the analogy we use all the time that we've talked about before is you wouldn't paint a rusty car. You'd remove the rust first yeah. and get down to the bare metal. Now we have an opportunity. You know how many jobs? 80% of the jobs that we install roofing on have some type of wood that needs to be replaced on the roof. I mean, that's 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 a lot of roofs. That's I mean, a that's, huge that's, percentage. That's, that's a huge percentage. I mean, our guys are carrying around extra materials with them all the time. I get pictures every day of us replacing rot repair and, and submitting the supplementals to insurance companies and that we had to resheet an entire roof and try to get more money. And that's always a, a fun process. But the amount of times that we have to do this on roof, it's, it's, it's definitely way more than, than like, Hey, this roof is in perfect condition underneath here. That's been on here for 40 years. So, yeah. you know, that doesn't happen very often. So remove that, take care of the rotten wood. It's the last roof you're ever putting on. Yeah. Think about it that way. Let's, let's do it right for, Ten percent extra in cost, fifteen percent extra in cost, maybe. When you think about that, in the Peace big, of mind. big picture, you know, you're talking of you know two thousand dollars on a twenty thousand dollar project. It's not. Uh, yeah. I, I I wouldn't make that decision for money. All right, Andy, we have to take a quick break. We have more show to come. If you have any kind of a home improvement question, uh, give it to us by phone six five one nine eight nine nine two two six or send a text eight one eight zero seven. 
It's coming up to 946 here on CCO Temp, still at 54. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. And welcome back to this portion of our home improvement show presented every Saturday by our friends at Lindis Construction. If you have any kind of home improvement question, if you want to call it in, there is one line open, 651-989-9226. Or send us a text, 81807. You got one over there, Andy? Yeah. Uh, Safe Basement's just finished uh, some waterproofing on our basement. Uh, what is the best type of flooring to put over the cement floor? Um, I love working with Safe Basements. There's uh, one of the companies I know they send a lot of as work. Jesse. Our, as Jesse. He's just a, a great guy. And I, I take comfort in knowing I hear from my customers that I recommend getting work done by them. I, the, the reviews I get are, are, are pretty awesome, both on the poly jacking that he does. That's that, oh, yeah. that foam jacking. that We run into a lot of that and uh, and all of the wet basements we're bound to see in the in the gutter world. And same with them. They send a lot of gutter work our way. But to answer your question, what type of flooring? You can basically put any type of flooring. Now, especially now that yeah. you've had safe basements come in, you shouldn't have to worry about it being a, a wet basement or a uh, a, a basement that has any type of moisture issue, so the sky's the limit on the type of flooring that you can put on, put down there. Now, in the my basements, uh, I've had you know have some with with wood floors. We in in my personal home, I have an epoxy floor on half of it. Oh yeah, and then I have a tile floor on the other half. And on the on the half that I had the tile floor is actually what we used to call the new addition. It's uh, the part of the house Dad put on oh the better part of twenty five twenty six years ago now, and. That has uh, uh, an electric uh, you know, built into the cement where it's a heated floor, uh, electric heated floor built into the, the actual cement. So I wanted to put tile down there knowing that the tile would radiate that, that heat. Oh, yeah. I know uh, in the wintertime that makes our basement much, much more comfortable. And if you have that option now, what we did at Alex's house, he has one of those electric mat systems that he installed at his house. And he has uh, um, a lumber liquidators type uh, do-it-yourself uh snap-in floor that he put in there and that turned out awesome and is very comfortable in the wintertime too so but it really the 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 sky's the limit on 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 what type of flooring you want to put in there especially now that you had safe basements come in and do what they did so yeah i i mean i took that into consideration uh when i i took up the carpet from my basement and it always i never had a a moisture issue in my basement it you know i live up on the top of hill but it was always it kind of seemed you know i'd have to run a dehumidifier and stay musty and so i wanted to get rid of the carpet one and two with my three kids playing hockey being able to shoot hockey pucks in the basement and off off of something durable like epoxy was was important to me i mean i had a whole tarp set up on the one wall and i don't know who enjoyed it more me or me <laughs> or my kids but uh that's kind of gone by the wayside now with them going off to college and whatnot all right so, let's go back to uh, the phones andy yep. Shar is calling from saint michael with a question go ahead Shar. thank you And um, it's a seasonal cabin, so we close it up. But it gets musty in the cabin. I'm wondering if there's anything to do under the flooring. There's no basement or anything, but we have... It's all crawl space? No, not really. There's air under there. We have a foundation, and there's three openings where the block are out where we have like a, a netting or, you know, over it. There's anything to do to move the air. Well, you know, yeah, I've heard of people putting fans or dehumidifiers in their 
in their crawl spaces underneath cabins or additions that they put on in order to get rid of that moisture or um, encapsulating it in, in, in a spray foam where we've actually gone in, laid poly on the actual floor, and then, and then spray foamed all four wall, you know, the, 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 the walls, the, the, what would be your, your floor of your cabin, the underside of your floor of your cabin, and then the actual um, poly underneath there. And uh, that's made a much more comfortable spot for them and one that uh, really did get rid of any of the moisture issues that they had underneath there and, or critter issues that they've had underneath there, sealing that off and getting rid of that. Uh, I know uh, all sorts of critters, raccoons, porcupines, things like that, that I like to get in the cabin and actually uh, eat away at the actual wood itself. So, All right. Thank you, Char. 651-989-9226. Text is 81807. A texter says, any advice on insurance companies refusing to pay to reside four sides of vinyl-sided house, uh, only one side with holes from hail? But color mismatch is horrible uh, with 17 years of fade. The Supreme Court has sided with homeowners in 2014. Uh, have you heard anything about that? And what what, what, you, what do you recommend? Yeah, but believe in, it's a rider that they can actually put on your your policy. And in, in, in my experience, as it's an individual policy thing now um, within the state of Minnesota that you would have to. Remember what I said? We have to have that relationship with our in, insurance agent. Yeah. There's a lot of things that, that can be covered for very little amounts of money if uh, you have the forefront to have those conversations and you're not just buying your insurance based on the cheapest dollar that are the cheapest bid that you can get because it's it's not all created equal and I've had some where it wasn't no doubt there's two sides done and and we're gonna we're gonna replace it all because we can't match and and it's, it's easy easy peasy process but I've had some where where it's like this usually the ones that you see advertised on TV have have all these sneaky things written into their policies it seems like um, but uh, it. Uh, it, it really comes down to an individual policy and working with your insurance company. There's there's a couple of cases that are pending that uh, Minnesota um, Supreme Court ruling. I can't remember the exact uh, ruling that would happen, but they've they've there's there's ways around it for the insurance companies and the insured. You just got to be smart in how you're you're insuring your 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 property. All right. This texter says, uh, removed wallpaper in the basement bedroom, found mold on the walls. I was told to clean it off with bleach and then paint. Also heard I should remove the sheetrock. What do you think I should do? Well, if there's mold on the outside of the sheetrock now, if it's just surface mold because there was a very high moisture content or you had a lot of plants or, I mean, yeah. you know, um, you know, in the wintertime, it's like my basement turns into a mini greenhouse with, with all the lights and with all the stuff, my plants my wife grows over the over the winter, um, and it, the moisture content can be very, very high down there. I've never had surface mold or anything like that, but chances are, if it's on the that part of the you're, you're removing the, it wasn't on the on the wallpaper itself. It was underneath the wallpaper, so that's probably coming from the inside. And if there's any type of moisture in the inside of the wall, more than likely there's going to be mold and mildew that has grown on there. So I'd at least spot check it. How would you physically? What would you do with I'd, that sheetrock? I'd be putting holes in it to to don't to, to check it out. Uh, you know, um, I'd be removing sections of it to to get into there where I thought it was where it could possibly be the worst. And I'd be looking for signs of it on the on the, on the actual wood. And if it wasn't too big of an area, I'd I'd, I'd rip the wall apart and and figure out where the moisture is coming from. That's just that's me though. I know a lot of times I get out to friends that that have issues of their homes and, and stuff like that, and I always 
create a stir when I start cutting into walls, but that's sometimes the best way to figure out what's going on. Got to get to the source. There's meters you can use to figure out where the moisture is and what the moisture content is, but that's just telling you it's there. It's not telling you how to fix it. All right. Well, uh, we've had uh, questions about insurance. You kind of started something with the whole insurance uh, deal. Um, I'm looking at some other. Uh, oh, we already talked about safe basements, yep. didn't you? Yeah. Great, great company. Well, you know what we haven't talked. You, you see one there? Um, no, it's just, it's just all the same. Let's, uh, let's do this. We have not talked this hour about uh, leaf guard gutters because I know I was mentioning earlier today about uh, the deal right now. Yeah, there's, uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people that have been thinking oh, about it. There's already wishing there's they lots had of clogs. I looked at one yesterday. had trees that were changing colors inside the gutter. Inside so, the gutter. Inside the gutter. So trees have sprouted and are now have beautiful fall colors on the leaves that are growing out of the gutters. But we still have free installation on, on LeafGuard right now, and it really will end cleaning out your gutters forever. You'll never have to worry about gutters again. They clog. We clean them for free, and that's a warranty that transfers with the house over and over and over again. Remember when you guys were doing uh, work on uh, our roof, mm-hmm. and I was up there, and I was looking across at neighbors whom I don't know. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that before. There were actually trees. I don't mean little twigs. There were actually trees growing out of their gutter. Yeah, it was a low slope of the roof, and the leaves had just piled up there and eventually decomposed into dirt, and then something started sprouting out of them. And yeah, yeah, they can. I've had people transplant them before. They wanted to transplant silver maples. I'm like, it's the dirtiest tree that, that, that they <laughs> make. I don't know true. why you want to grow this one. Well, I'll tell you what. We always like to give you uh, Lindis's phone number. If you uh, need some help, you want an estimate on a job, uh, 1-800-LEAFGUARD, or you can always get on the line and check out Lindis Construction. Uh, dot com. We'll see you back here. We'll have more show next week, right, Andy? No doubt? Yes, sir. All right. Very good. Again, 1-800-LEAFGUARD.